0: You can't go! All the plants are gonna die. I'm gonna take a bath. Bad dates.
1: I'll alert the
2: media.
0: Boys, keep off the moors. It's evil!
1: Don't touch it.
2: The
0: name's Pliskin.
1: No war!
2: Hang on!
1: Welcome to Vintage Video, where we're rewatching the '80s so you don't have to. We'll be reviewing every major film release of the 1980s in chronological order, overanalyzing what you've seen and spoiling what you haven't. I'm Patrick O'Reilly.
2: I'm Jesse Bayless. And
0: I'm Richard Wells.
1: And today we're discussing Ruckus. Released March 1st, 1981, it was written and directed by Max Clevin and released by New World Pictures. The rights to David Morrill's novel... First Blood had been in flux for a full decade before the film's release in 1982. As a result, this film was probably written based on public awareness of that story, but changed enough not to get sued.
2: So it really is the same as Rambo. It's
1: very, very similar.
0: Yeah. Oh. extremely similar.
1: Jess has not seen Rambo yet, but we're going to watch it tonight.
0: First Blood. I'm good.
1: And that's the same thing, right?
0: It, it became the thing.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like uh... Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the title of the movie. It's just called Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: I know. Okay,
1: you were looking at me confused No. That's just how you look at me?
2: Yes. (laughs)
1: Why why did I do this to myself? (laughs) The film was also released under the title Ruckus in Maddox County, which makes it seem more like a Dukes of Hazzard movie. Yeah. (laughs) Especially considering the poster, which is like illustrated explosions and dirt bikes. I mean, it's not a bad representation of the movie. I was going to say,
2: that's actually pretty spot on.
1: Uh, I got a limited... I got a limited release. (laughs) (laughs) I'm allowed out once an hour.
2: Oh, I didn't think that's what you meant by it. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: It got a limited American release in 1980 as The Loner and later Eat My Smoke. (laughs) What a fucking terrible name for this movie. Uh, before its 1981 release as Ruckus.
0: Because they wanted to go with fifth, Fistful of Dynamite, but it was already taken. Yeah,
1: Tom Selleck was ruled out for the character of Kyle Hansen on account of his height. He was <laughs> At expense. He <laughs> was too tall. No, no, no. I mean, this is pre-PI.
2: I'm sorry, what about this character demanded he be of a certain shortness?
0: The wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, they only had <laughs> bought the one wardrobe jacket. before they cast yeah.
2: the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: shit why didn't you check with me we're talking to tom Selleck today all right i guess we're gonna have to cast somebody smaller how many of these jackets did you buy (laughs) 200 the part of bobby bellows you remember bobby oh i do that's a little kid he was written for the director's son but the kid was like i want to be a movie dad (laughs) so they had to cast somebody else to play the role that was written for him
0: we had to pay some kid to be in this movie
1: they just got their neighbor's kid (laughs) they literally went outside and were like
0: you, get in here. <laughs> How about this? Read this. Don't include this character. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, because honestly, we'll get to it, but I have questions.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think the kid's necessary. We'll get to that. <laughs> Just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You want to go to the fair? <laughs> what? <laughs> no.
0: But
2: then they leave the kid alone anyway. <laughs> Who cares? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Come on.
1: We open on a flatbed truck moving down a country road with a person sitting in the back. At a crossroads, the person climbs out and begins walking down a road. The man, we will learn, is Kyle Hansen, played by Dirk
0: Benedict. Do we know why he picked this town to wander around? Uh, The same reason that John Rambo picked his town to wander around.
1: As he moves down the main street in town, his vagrancy draws the attention of every pedestrian, including people that aren't even looking at him. (laughs) Like They turn to look at him because they're so shocked by probably his smell. Outside a small restaurant, he checks his hand to count out the change that he's carrying. Uh, At the window, he orders a hamburger raw, but he orders it in this weird scratchy voice that sounds like he's either wearing an Edgar suit or someone (laughs) slit his throat recently. He kind of sounds like one of the heads from the garden in Motel Hell. (laughs) Or maybe the alien dad from (laughs) Earthbound. Too many comparisons to make.
2: What would you like?
1: the lady at the window has to second guess his order because she thinks she misheard rare as raw but she didn't this guy's weird
2: i just want to point out this never comes back mm-hmm. does it
1: that he just eats raw meat
2: yeah why is he eating a raw hamburger like i figured we were going to eventually. i think he just
1: doesn't want people to talk to him
2: I thought we were going to reveal something about his character that would explain this, but we never no. do. Well, it's I, not
1: like he got trapped in a mine with a bunch of people for a long time. <laughs> 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 got a taste for uncooked meat. Do you I remember mean,
0: the last time we had a person trapped in a mine, shit, what well, was it? <laughs> I,
2: I guess, like maybe because of his experience, like maybe he couldn't cook meat because he was in the wilderness. Did he just eat raw meat all the time? Maybe well,
1: they fed him raw meat when he was a POW.
0: Uh, yeah, because I mean. So we'll get to a plot point that he was in the in the woods or sorry in the jungles for 8 months. But you can eat a fresh kill. This isn't a fresh kill. This is hamburger that was probably frozen, put on a truck and then delivered here and it's, it's Not steak tartare, is it, Richard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, ex- that's exactly it. It's it's not fresh meat. It's it's old meat that's covered in stuff. You have Yum. to cook it to 130 degrees. Well, who cares? His
1: hands are covered in poop. And this guy doesn't care what he's putting in his that's mouth. True.
0: And don't get me wrong, I like my burgers rare, but... Not it, not raw.
1: Yeah, not raw. I like them frozen, but that's me.
0: <laughs> it's like a popsicle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cops pull up to order some food, and when someone asks if they recognize the homeless veteran, they suspect out loud that he bought the coat at an army surplus and never served anywhere. I'm already getting hints of Rambo.
0: <laughs> yep, already.
1: Linda Blair, as Jenny Bellows, shows up and starts to order some food. As a hilarious joke, the cops start throwing empty cans at the dirty homeless man. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Jenny's father-in-law, Sam, played by Ben Johnson, is disgusted by this behavior and steps out of his truck to talk to the man while his daughter-in-law orders their food. Sam asks Kyle where he served, and he doesn't answer. He just gets up and walks away. Before they leave the restaurant, Sam calls to the sergeant, or i guess he used to be in the police force he's a retired sergeant
0: uh, yeah i mean i was gonna say a military sergeant
1: oh maybe but he said something about a former sergeant later so i didn't know like he would still be a sergeant if it was a military title i don't know anyway he's he calls sarge over sarge repeats his theory that the guy bought this jacket second hand
2: yes sir but he could have bought that jacket at an army surplus store he he just didn't seem like ex-army to me sir
0: I got a feeling you might be wrong, Sarge.
1: Apparently Sam had a son in Special Forces who is possibly MIA. He gives a picture of his son to the sergeant and asks him to show it to Kyle and see if he knows anything about Sam's kid.
0: And he also gives him 10 bucks. and I wasn't sure if the money was for Sarge's trouble or to give to the homeless man. To to bribe him into helping. Yeah,
1: yeah. to but, bribe him into lying to this man yeah. about his dead son.
0: But But again... And at first, I felt like this Sam Bellows character was a little nefarious, but then when he says, like, you know, just ask him, I was like, okay, so he's actually not a bad guy. He's going right. to ask. But then the way that they approach him to ask him. I don't think
1: they're doing what Sam wanted, for oh, okay. sure.
0: But they all live in fear of him. Like, everyone, like, turns their head down to the ground when he approaches. It's like, oh, he's like a really powerful man. Yeah, he you must have done
1: something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: you, you don't want to piss him off. And then to go completely counter to his request. Yeah. Seems like a really weird thing to do.
1: But the a police truck and another pickup full of good old boys starts getting out on the road, eager to chase down the homeless man. They pass him like a hundred feet down the road. Yeah. And then they park and walk back to him. Like he like started it would have taken
2: walking like, like thirty seconds ago. You could very
1: <laughs> easily catch up, Sarge. You lazy ass.
0: Speeding down the road. Well, <laughs> well and then they, they they drive so far past him that the cars are gone.
1: You can't even see their cars when they walk where up they to parked. him. They read the name off of his coat, Kay Hansen, and ask if he recognizes the photo of Sam's kid. He is still reluctant to respond, and then they make plans to throw him in the river so that he won't stink so bad, but as soon as one of them lays hands on him, he jams his thumbs in the guy's eyes and starts screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah. he throws that guy over the railing probably 50 to 60 feet into very shallow water the rest of the men scatter and kyle continues down the road alone but faster now
0: i i really wanted to have like a, a sudden insert shot of the guy whose eye sockets got pushed in just like bleeding out of his yeah. eye sockets i was like oh. and then you
1: cut to another insert of the guy just just blood washing under the bridge in the water <laughs>
0: <laughs> on the other side of the bridge like some sick game of poo sticks Oh no Blood came through first, fine. Oh, uh, you win. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I don't
1: know where that came from. I like it. Eventually a police car catches up with him. Sheriff Jethro and Cece step out of the car with guns. Jethro calls down to Kyle with a bullhorn apparently he's in a lot of trouble for throwing that guy off the bridge and they want him brought in for questioning
0: well and 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 i thought the sheriff was going to be an asshole too um but he says i want to hear your side of the story like
1: yeah you you don't cast richard farnsworth if you want an asshole for sure
0: you cast brian (laughs) Dennehy. yeah exactly
1: (laughs) although he's nice and stuff too sometimes
0: character actors who cares if we're fat (laughs) (laughs) stolen from Pat oswald from his experience with Brian (laughs) Dennehy.
1: Sheriff Jethro seems to understand how terrified Kyle might be. A third cop, Dave, heads into the bushes to follow Kyle, but suddenly we hear him screaming. <laughs> I was like, oh God, did he just fall in one of those pits with a bunch of shark sticks or
0: something? The, the punji traps or punji yeah. sticks? Uh, he uh, smeared <laughs> the tips with his feces, too, you know? Dude? That's a
2: different game of poo sticks. <laughs> oh God.
0: At least Winnie the Pooh references fly in here. <laughs> Jethro
1: I guess there's sticks with poo on them. (laughs)
2: That's a joke.
1: It's too good. Jethro and Cece, who seems to be a civilian Yeah, Uh, But he's following the orders of the sheriff. Follow the screams into the bushes. When they find Dave in the bushes, he seems like he's in shock and his gun is bent into a 90-degree angle hanging in a tree behind him. They don't see the homeless man, but they can hear the police cruiser being started and it looks like Kyle is stealing it. Kyle sits in the cruiser behind a tree until he sees a white sedan and follows it to an old farmhouse. Inside the house, he sees Sam Bellows, and his daughter-in-law, Jenny, sitting at a dinner table saying, Grace, Bobby is also sitting here, the little kid. Kyle also sees many pictures of a young man in uniform on their fireplace mantle. He hides in their barn overnight.
0: Now, I, I was getting a little puzzled as to why he's doing this. Yeah. I I realize later what he's trying to do, but it seems like I don't understand why he's waiting for Sam to leave.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess he just doesn't want the the big man to pay a bunch of people to follow him around anymore as he moves down the street Sam stops for a minute alongside the abandoned police cruiser on the side of the road but then continues driving. I would be more concerned about the police cruiser parked a hundred feet from my house mm-hmm. but he's not at all Jenny plays the piano in the house until she senses a person behind her and suddenly turns to find Kyle in her home. She's not nearly as terrified as I would be in this situation
2: can i help you with something
1: he tells jenny that he didn't know sam's kid from the picture he was shown on the bridge when mr bellows gets into the work site he finds everybody talking about the events of the day before he tells his men that he knows where jethro's police car was abandoned and he asks for them to join him in the drive back to his farmhouse in his kitchen at home we see that jenny has prepared a breakfast meal for kyle and he's eating it voraciously. She watches him eat for a moment until she's startled by the phone ringing. When she answers, she tells whoever it is that she hasn't seen him. She gives the man a heads up to leave, since there are others on the way. She asks if he's as dangerous as they say, and he picks up a big sharp knife and walks past her on purpose to scare her. He tells her that he's going to run for it because these men will find some reason or another to arrest him. Like, oh, I don't know, assaulting one of them, or stealing a police car, throwing (laughs) a dude off a bridge. (laughs) So many trumped up charges like that jenny urges him not to run because these guys like to shoot at things i can handle that when the whole team looking for kyle shows up jenny confesses to her father-in-law that she fed the man breakfast sam puts some of his men in charge of searching the barn while the rest go back in their vehicles to find the man on the road while people are being assigned to search places we see kyle hiding in the barn as soon as the men get to the barn doors and open them kyle comes flying through them on a motorcycle like a, a bmx bike cc is such an awful shot that his first blast lands near the feet of the man who helped him open the doors and his second shot almost takes out sam across the street <laughs> everybody rushes for their cars to follow kyle as he drives away kyle takes the bike off road and through the woods for a while down a path sheriff jethro shows up again and it sounds like he has more information on the fugitive
2: his name's kyle hanson just like it said on his jacket He was in a psycho ward at Army Hospital in Mobile.
0: Looks like he had a pretty rough time in Vietnam. Appears that he was with a secret unit of the Special Forces. He was captured twice and escaped twice.
2: The last time he was given up for dead after
0: no one had seen him for eight months. He finally walked out of the jungle right before the Americans withdrew
1: Even though they were advised to approach with caution, they still make plans to flush him out of these bushes. They quickly find the bike, but we keep cutting back to Kyle sharpening sticks. As the men continue looking for him, we see Kyle way up in a tree with a handmade bow and arrow. He fires a sharpened twig out of the tree line at a man waiting back at the police car so that he doesn't steal it again.
0: At first, I thought that this hit the car. Yeah. Because the guy is in total shock of this thing hitting in in his leg. Yeah. And I, so I was like oh it just hit the car behind him it is not actually hit him but then all of a sudden he starts going ah. <laughs> and I was like oh no he actually got hit. It's, it's like Ace Ventura in part two when he gets hit with a spear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean I think it's pretty impressive what he pulls off here because like first of all I don't know what he used as a string but second of all like on the bow but second of all like, this is a crooked stick. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make that fly straight into the And fast enough leg? to
1: stab into a leg, yeah. yeah.
0: through jeans. There's no fletching on it or anything.
1: It's all ball bearings now. I had to, sorry. Cece is startled by the scream and fires his shotgun into the air. He does it twice more to draw everyone back out to the road. Somehow, Kyle gets the bike back, and when Cece points his gun at Kyle, Kyle spins around on the bike and pretends to aim back at him, despite not having a gun. Yeah. Cece drops his weapon and hides behind a car, thinking he's about to get shot, and Kyle rides away. The men hunting Kyle all meet up and send the guy who got hit with an arrow to the hospital. Deputy Dave shows up at Jenny's home to check on her, but she says she doesn't need any help.
2: Hey, now let me give you a hand with those. No, thank you, Dave.
1: Just as Dave leaves, Kyle rolls up on the BMX bike. Kyle compliments the vehicle and Jenny explains that she and her missing or dead husband, Jack, used to ride them. She tells him that riding a BMX bike comes with a great feeling of freedom and asks if he knows what she's talking about. When he answers in the affirmative, we cut to them riding BMX bikes in slow motion <laughs> under country music.
0: Yeah. I, I I feel like this scene would have been done with horses Yeah, in another movie.
1: But on BMX bikes, it reminds me of that scene in uh, Hot Rod when he's like, uh, trying to show up when he's dancing in the woods by himself. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. no, it was like th- this was the moment <laughs> that I really started to enjoy this movie. It I comes across as because, parody because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It was so hysterical to see them just like frolicking through the woods on these PMs.
1: Days. But it's also they're like comically good at it. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing these <laughs> insane jumps where they're like. 12 feet off the ground yeah. and it's like what
0: the hell is going on the only thing that would have made it better would be to have like woodland creatures running in terror <laughs> from the noise <laughs> yeah that his, would be MS good bikes.
1: that's a good addition let's shoot some inserts they ride their bikes onto a ferry with a wire leading across the river this is our second consecutive movie with a guy and his girlfriend and a vehicle on a ferry and kyle starts pulling on the wire to pull their ferry across the river she asks why he's so quiet and he says that he didn't talk to anybody for eight months in the jungle and he liked it. She asks if talking might have avoided this mess, and he doesn't reply. She tells Kyle that Sam means well. He's just trying to find his son.
0: Jack and I were married a week before we went to Vietnam. I was 16. It's been four years since he was reported missing.
2: So at this point is when I was like so did they get married because she was knocked up because this kid is like four or five years old, yeah at that's least. true and they were only married a week so
1: unless it's not his kid it's just a kid she's had since then
2: it, the kid does call sam grandpa though correct
0: yeah
1: yeah suddenly a speedboat starts up on the horizon and we cut back to sheriff jethro's office where he's sitting dave down to inform him that kyle and jenny have been spotted together Dave seems super pissed about that because he's obviously trying to swoop in and replace Jack. Jethro reminds Dave that Bellows owns the town and maybe they should sit tight and see where this goes instead of risking pissing off the Bellows family. Dave agrees that Jethro has a point, but then in a bar later, he talks a bunch of guys into tracking down Kyle covertly without Jethro's approval. The next morning, we see Sam leaving for Jackson. I don't know, he's going to get some information in Jackson, so he's he's heading out of town. We see Jenny in the house. She hangs some clothes up on a rack in the entry hall, possibly Jack's clothes as a gift to the drifter, but she catches her reflection and makes the closest thing to an exorcist reference we'll get. You devil, you. (laughs) We see the dirty drifter jump out of a tree and walk across the yard to knock on Jenny's door.
2: Since when did you start knocking? Since I started getting breakfast.
1: She invites him to sit while she prepares a meal, We see one of the conspirators driving a truck down the road when someone suddenly tucks and rolls out of it going full speed. Jenny invites Kyle to bathe and change before he eats. He comes around a corner, freshly scrubbed, and she's shocked at the improvement. He offers to help her tie the curtains back, but he notices men hiding at the edge of her property line and warns her away from the windows. Jenny checks with a telescope and recognizes some of the men watching her house.
0: Well, at, at first he goes to the gun cabinet and you think, oh God, he's gonna grab a gun. But he gets the scope. He gets the scope from yeah. one of the guns so they could look. Um, I also love that on the wall behind them is a collection of small framed, f- uh, hand-drawn uh, photographs of old-timey handguns, like like <laughs> like musket ball and ball and uh, powder kind of handguns. Yeah. There's like a collage of them all over the walls. Like that's really kind of cool, actually. Yeah.
1: Well, Sam and his son are probably both gun guys. If I were her here, though, I'd have called the police right now to report all these people on the edge of my property. Cece reports to the men that Kyle is now shaved and showered, looking respectable. Jenny begins playing.
0: He seems like he's going through some feelings. He's like, he actually doesn't look bad. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't look
1: evil anymore. Jenny begins playing the piano as backup arrives in the form of five more truckloads of guys. They're here.
2: How many of them are there?
1: Enough. She asks what he'll do if they start shooting, and Kyle suggests he could shoot back and kill a bunch of them. Don't you have a fucking kid in the house? Aren't you the rich family in town? Just call the police department and tell them to go away. Five or six more cars come down the road. All of Dave's men take positions around the property, waiting for their chance to murder Kyle. Even with all these guys watching him, Kyle manages to sneak up on a police car and pop the hood... He yanks a cable out of the car and paints a line of gunpowder and gasoline from underneath the car. Kyle steals a pickup truck and everybody starts shooting at him. A man tries to start the police cruiser and the whole thing explodes and then that lights the line of gunpowder which takes out all of the other cars along this road.
0: Yeah, so so Deputy Dave barely gets out of this squad car before it's incinerated.
2: He's
1: lucky that the door was open when it exploded.
0: Yes.
2: I, I think, like... Although I'm enjoying all the ridiculousness of the movie with these things that he's doing. Originally, he was totally in the right and now really not. So, I mean, like, it was iffy with the guy on the bridge because he was being attacked at first. But now, I I don't know if I could side with him anymore.
1: Uh, This stunt could easily have killed a dozen people. And he doesn't know how guilty any of them are. Maybe some of them are there to protect him. But in all their minds now, this is just going to justify their plan to kill him. Yeah. Down the road, Cece sees the truck coming and he thinks it's his friends.
2: Hey man, you got
1: Because most of the cars are demolished, everyone else has to pile up into the back of a pickup truck that's tailgating Kyle, but he keeps kicking up enough dust to blind them, and then he swerves right before a small cliff. And this pickup truck with like twelve guys in the bed just goes flying off a cliff yep yes and they're all real people they're in the people back of just the truck flying
2: out of the back of this truck and it does not look safe at all
1: no and people are getting tossed from the back of the truck and land in the dirt in front of the truck coming down the cliff but they're all stuntmen it, the movie is directed by a stuntman and they're all his stuntman friends so it's possible they plan this out really well I know. or it's it possible they were just willing safe. to do dumber shit mm-hmm. yeah Sarge is still on Kyle's tail, but Kyle makes a U-turn and comes straight back at the car from a 3-foot ledge, and then he drives through the top half of Sarge's truck in an effort to decapitate the driver yep. and passenger. This Ugh. would for sure have killed him if they hadn't yeah. leaned down
2: right away. And they play it like this is hilarious. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, see so in in First Blood, uh Jessica, I know you haven't seen it. Um there are there's a lot of violent antics, <laughs> I will say, of John Rambo uh when they come after him but all of his things are non-lethal they're non-lethal they're just to immobilize this is straight up attempted murder but what's more immobile than dead
2: they (laughs) they play it over like yakety sacks yeah they do
0: it's it's played as a hilarious
1: joke and the the two guys in this car after the top gets ripped off they lean up and survey the damage to their vehicle Uh, The stunts in this movie are already better than anything we saw in Smokey and the Bandit 2, by the way, which probably cost a hundred times what this movie cost. Again, all the dummies pile into Sarge's half truck and continuing, not to be confused with the half track. Yeah, not the half track. (laughs) uh, And they all start chasing Kyle down. Again, CeCe notices the truck coming as he's walking down the road, and he's like, oh, crap. And he races on foot to a nearby gas station and dives through the double doors of the building to escape the approaching pickup. Kyle swerves away at the last second to avoid hitting the gas pumps. C.C. climbs into the half truck as it follows Kyle's pickup. As he drives through town, Kyle jams the gas pedal down on the truck and jumps out before the vehicle blows off a cliff and lands upside down in the river below, making this our second consecutive film where the lead steals a vehicle and fakes his death by driving it over a ledge into the water. We cut to a shit kicker bar, where Sheriff Jethro limps around before demanding an explanation from Dave. Dave admits that he may have bungled the operation, but at least they killed the guy, and then Jethro reminds Dave that the man appears to have killed himself. Sarge enters with news.
2: You're not going to like this. Well, why don't you try me, dummy? I'm real easy this morning.
0: We just raised the truck out of the
2: river. He wasn't in it.
1: Suddenly a phone rings in the bar and it's Mr. Bellows for Jethro. It sounds like Sam Bellows has just received official word that Jack has been discovered. Everyone in the bar looks down solemnly, except for Dave who gives a wry smile and hopefully dies later in this movie. Kyle surprises Jenny and her son Bobby at home and offers to take them all to the fair when the kid asks. A bus skids up for school and Jenny tosses her son inside before informing Kyle that her husband's death was just confirmed sam is coming home tomorrow to tell bobby himself i'm not sure why it's up to the grandfather yeah who tells the kid and not his mother but she seems okay with it so kyle takes jenny and bobby to the fairground that night anyway to cheer them up this would have been weird if there wasn't a kid involved it was just like <laughs> yeah how about a ferris wheel <laughs> it's like i'm not eight
0: but but Bobby's not with them on the Ferris wheel, is he? No, but he goes to the fairgrounds with but, them. But but where is he while they're both on the Ferris wheel?
2: Where is he the first day? Was he at the He school? wasn't tall enough for the wait, Ferris wheel. They <laughs> left him with a stranger.
0: The, so yeah, so you wait here, Bobby.
2: Where was he when they were riding BMX bikes? Like oh yeah, where, where is this kid ever?
1: <laughs> He's like the kid from Mad Max. Just leave Just
2: wandering him. off or sitting on a blanket. What somewhere. was his name?
1: Sprog? <laughs> Some <laughs> dumb shit. Cece notices them on the Ferris wheel, without the kid, and calls up the whole hit squad. Dave tells Cece to keep an eye on them. Back at the fair, Kyle, Jenny, and Bobby approach a firing range game and Kyle asks what it would take to win the Big Panda, our second consecutive movie with a guy trying to win giant stuffed animals at a fairground.
2: What does it take to win that? You have to knock down all ten targets before the board flips. Is that gun fire that fast?
0: They say it will. Of course, I can't guarantee it.
1: I think that means no. Why would you (laughs) lie about your game being rigged?
0: Also, the targets are actual light bulbs. Is that what those were? Yeah, which seems like they're really expensive to replace versus, like, cardboard targets that just fall over when you shoot them. Yeah.
1: Kyle hits all the targets, and Jenny calls him a man of many talents, even though, as far as she's seen, this is the first. (laughs) The man is excited to finally be rid of the giant panda, though jenny takes bobby to the restroom for a moment and as soon as he is alone dave and Cece close in around kyle when jenny and bobby return kyle is nowhere to be found and a stranger tells her which way they went
0: yeah i think he went over that away with two other guys
1: in a car driving away from the fairgrounds dave admits to kyle that he and the boys have just been waiting around for jack's death to be official so they can fuck jenny like all of them want that like that's the whole town's plan yeah Cece doesn't correct him, so they literally all just want to have sex with her, but they're the good guys, so they waited until Jack was officially dead to make their moves. Dave tells him that only one of the men in town will cross that finish line, but it certainly won't be Kyle because he'll be long gone, for some reason assuming that he and Jenny haven't already consummated things. They pull up to a warehouse on the edge of town and knock on the door. The man inside, Homer, wants to kill Kyle here and now, but they convince him to hold the man prisoner for a while instead. They dare him to escape again, referencing his war record of escape. And when they leave, voiceover kicks in for the first time. Although I guess this is dialogue from earlier in the film echoing in his head.
2: Hey, they try to lock me up. I can't handle that. I can't handle that. I can't handle
1: that. Ninja. Ninja. Six, five, seven. (laughs) Kyle stares straight up at the light above his cage, and it gets brighter and brighter as the Vietnamese voices in his head get louder and louder. The next day, we see a group of about a 100 guys outside the warehouse, and CeCe leads them all inside to see their surprise. They see Kyle leaned over in his cage, and everybody laughs at him.
0: I I thought for sure that there was... He was not here. (laughs) That he was not here, and this was some kind of dummy...
1: I thought it was going to be Homer in the cage. Oh, okay. And that he had scalped himself and put his hair on (laughs) Homer's head. But that's not what happened. It's actually him in the cage. Everyone trains their gun on him as Dave opens it. And then Dave leaves the building after everyone promises that he had nothing to do with their plans for the prisoner. And I'm starting to get disturbing Zed vibes. Mm -hmm. Like someone's going to go get the gimp out of a box in a second. Cece has a proposal.
2: I've got a hell of an idea. What's your idea? we got a half-hour to kill, right? We let old Big Ben here wash with him. Do, do, do.
1: They push Kyle out of the cage and stand him up opposite a shirtless character named Big Ben, who is probably two feet taller than him, and he throws a few punches at Kyle, but he never lands anything. Kyle gets a crazy look in his eye as the music builds. Eventually, Ben buries a fist in Kyle's belly, and he collapses. Everyone thinks the fight is over until we get another guttural scream from Kyle. And then he just starts judo-chopping the shit out of everybody. And then he jumps on Ben's back and, like, swan-dives through a window several stories down to the water below. For some reason, they assume this must have killed him. The men drag Ben down to his pickup and try to reset all of his broken bones. Then they load up on guns and head out after the missing man. CC does his best to convince everybody that he's for sure dead.
0: He's done for.
2: Why don't he float to the top then? Huh? I said, why don't he float to the top then? Well, you go. Well, I saw on television one time, people that jump off the Golden Gate Bridge don't float to the top. They hit so damn hard, knocks all the air out of them, sink just like a rock. Never do find most of them.
1: <laughs> Sarge thinks that's a load of bullshit, and CC is very offended.
2: Hey, that hurts
0: my feelings.
2: Why is it every time I try and tell you something right, you you think I'm both? I just want to find the body that's all I say, so... I ain't going
0: to tell you anything anymore. I don't
2: want you to tell me anything. (laughs) Keep my information to myself.
1: We cut to Dave at a bar smiling about Kyle's inevitable death from vigilante punches and his future boning Jenny out on the farm. Wouldn't you know it, a call comes in for him. The boys let him know that Kyle has escaped again. He tells the men to fill a boat with dynamite so they can go blast fishing for the body. We cut back to the river where Kyle is cutting a boat loose to escape in. Sarge comes around to gas up his four boats for the search, but there's only three boats left.
0: I thought for sure that this was going to be a Last Crusade situation, that they were going to see like the boat... Drifting, oh, and then follow it? Yeah, yeah, drifting down the water, and like everyone's going to load up, and Kyle's just going to wait for them all to leave.
1: Doesn't MacGyver do that once, too? He he props up like a mannequin at the front of the boat that he bought so that they'll shoot at it until it explodes. Oh, yeah.
0: Or was that, was that better than the man that he had his grandfather create? <laughs> oh, God.
1: It was just a backpack full of leaves.
0: <laughs> Put some twigs and leaves in this, make it look like we'll a man. we will throw it at a car
1: and they'll think it's a person. No, they won't, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you stop taking your meds again.
0: Axminster. <laughs> That's a great episode Yeah. of MacGyver. Target MacGyver, is that it?
1: Yeah, with Axminster. Back on the porch of the Bellow home, Jethro apologizes for the mess with Kyle sam forgives jethro and admits that kyle is an impressive fugitive
0: this kyle reminds me a bit of my own son he must be quite a man
1: kyle gets his stolen boat started and dave's boys are fast on his tail dave arrives with the dynamite and one of the men left behind informs him that kyle is alive and making a run for him.
2: we don't need that damn dynamite now well, i can't leave it here
1: The man is disturbed to hear that Dave plans to use dynamite on a living person, even though they've been trying to kill him for days. Even now, the men in advancing boats are shooting at Kyle, and Jenny overhears the shots as she drives nearby. She pulls up to her home and yells to Jethro and Sam to hop in the Jeep and head to the source of the gunfire. Jethro announces that Dave will be fired if he's involved in any of this kyle dumps gas all over the ferry that he rode on with jenny earlier and he leaves the gas can behind and then climbs into the bushes with a six pack of molotov cocktails he starts tossing them into the passing boats full of arriving aspiring murderers we hear an eagle cry every time a bomb explodes (laughs) (laughs) and every minute for the rest of the film (laughs) they all abandon ship and swim up to the shore eyeballing the nearby ferry as a means of retreat Cece has just managed to convince them to swim over to it when Kyle tosses another bomb at the gas can and the whole ferry explodes in front of them. The men scramble into the woods and hide in a little shack off the beaten path. Kyle starts painting his face with mud to camouflage. Dave arrives by boat and spooks all the guys waiting in the shack, which is really just like a wooden framework with chairs. It's not like an enclosed space. Cece panics and makes a run for it until Kyle hits him in the head with a rock cc is officially losing it and whips out a knife and calls out to the woods that he's switching sides now (laughs) he's like all right kyle i can get these guys don't worry about it and all of his buddies tackle him to the ground dave fires some warning shots to announce his arrival and break up the fight and then i don't know what happened here suddenly another member of the group spins around to fire a handgun at something i don't know what and then kyle leaps out of the plants to tackle the gunman to the ground He disarms the man and makes him swim to safety. He kicks Dave's boat back out into the water and steals the box load of dynamite that he brought with him. I don't know why he just didn't take the boat. Yeah. When the men start shooting at Kyle's silhouette in the trees, Kyle starts tossing lit sticks of dynamite at them from every angle. The swimmer crosses paths with the jeep load of good guys and gets them up to speed on what's happened in the last 48 hours. Well,
0: falsely, he he says that that they tried to arrest him peacefully and he started fighting back with dynamite. True.
1: Dave feigns a surrender and Kyle demands they throw their guns in the river and a few guys do it instantly. They're like, all right, here we go. (laughs) Just toss their guns out uh, because they don't want to die here today. But then Dave runs up to take a cheap shot at him and gets a face full of dynamite blast
0: these explosions are also happening very close to them yeah and there's no way that kyle could be throwing these sticks with such accuracy all right. the time
1: now kyle orders the men off his island they claim that they're waiting for a boat and he says i don't give a shit swim get the fuck off of my island the first swimmer guy suggests bloodhounds to track down kyle on the island but then sam says that won't be necessary the island belongs to him now yeah <laughs> like like sam literally owned the island and said it can be kyle's island now so just stay off of it he lives on the island
2: because he likes to just live in the woods apparently right
0: and not talk to people
1: luckily sam is the richest guy in town so he basically decides the law for jethro here kyle dives into the water to clean off the mud and he and jenny share a smile across the water before the credits roll that's the end of our film (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they gifted him an island to live on with yeah. no food source or anything. There's nothing edible there. Come
2: back to the mainland and we'll shoot you some more.
1: Yep. <laughs> no, just steal food but retreat to your island.
0: Yeah, but that, raw that's the hamburgers. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rule though. Like if he comes across onto the mainland they have the right to shoot him.
1: Right. Our writer director was Max Clevin, who's a stunt man by trade, and he rounded out a lot of the film's acting parts with other stuntmen. He did stunts for The Changeling and Used Cars last year. And this season, he's got Happy Birthday to Me and Southern Comfort. He's a regular second unit director for Robert Zemeckis on films like Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 2 and 3, Death Becomes Her, What Lies Beneath. He also directed second unit on the original Rollerball, The Man with One Red Shoe, Clan of the Cave Bear, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Batman Returns, and The First Spider-Man. Cinematographer Don Burgess, this was his first feature. But Dawn would go on to DP Mo Money, Josh and S.A.M., Forrest Gump, Richie Rich, Contact, What Lies Beneath, Castaway, Spider-Man, Terminator 3, The Muppets in 2011, Aquaman, the Witches reboot that Zemeckis just did, and both of the Netflix Christmas Chronicles movies. Dirk Benedict was Kyle Hansen. Obviously, he was on the A-Team in Battlestar Galactica. We just had him as Pete Huffman in Underground. Aces. Linda Blair was Jenny Bellows. She's best known as Reagan for the Exorcist series or Repossessed. She's also in Chained Heat, <laughs> Savage Streets, and Roller Boogie.
0: Thank you for mentioning Repossessed. Yeah, that's because wonderful. Because it's wonderful. Yeah.
1: In the movie Roller Boogie, she drives an Excalibur, not unlike a character from our last film. We'll see her later this season as Marty in Hell Night. Richard Farnsworth plays Sheriff Jethro Poe. He's Alvin in The Straight Story, he's Buster in Misery, he's Red Blow in The Natural. We just saw him last year as John Coble in Tom Horn, who hired the titular bounty hunter as a stock detective, and as the lovable gas station attendant Esco Brown in Resurrection. Yeah. The guy with a pet snake with two heads. He's back later this season in The Legend of the Lone Ranger as Wild Bill Hickok, matt clark played cc he was qualen and jeremiah johnson he's the secretary of defense in buckaroo bonsai he's chester the bartender and back to the future three and we saw him last year as roy purcell in brew baker and he's also back for lone ranger as sheriff wyatt but not that wyatt as well as uh chuck norris vehicle and eye for an eye
0: i thought at first i thought this was that william sanderson
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, very similar.
0: Th- just, just their manner of speaking. And, and they their... always play very weaselly characters. Yes. Yeah.
1: John Van Ness played Deputy Dave. Uh, he's also in Baker last year as Zaranska. He's back this year as a motorcycle cop for The Postman Always Rings Twice. He's also a cop in The Hitcher in 86 and Alligator 2 in 1991. I was very excited when I saw the name show up at the start of the film until I realized that John Van Ness from the Queer Eye reboot wasn't even born when this film came out. <laughs> Clifford A. Pello played Homer. He was the sheriff in Little Dragons last year. He's also in The Hustler, Magnum Force, and Blue Thunder. Ben Bates played Big Ben. He played an arcane monster in the Swamp Thing movie in 82 and Ranger Post in Lone Ranger later this season. Ben Johnson was Sam Bellows. He won an Oscar as Sam the Lion in The Last Picture Show. He's Tector Gorch in The Wild Bunch, Jack Bannon in The Getaway, and we saw him last year as a train conductor slash RV salesman <laughs> in Terror Train, and also Sheriff Strong in The Hunter. Uh, I would say this is a down. Uh, even though I'll later say that First Blood isn't up, and they're very similar movies, Yeah, I don't think this one's worth your time. I think it's a little rambly, and the tone is strange.
2: I Honestly, for all of those reasons, I think I might give it an up, because I think it's just ridiculous enough to be entertaining for me to say, watch it.
1: That's fair. (laughs) I I felt like... I couldn't get a handle on whether it was trying to be a serious story about a vet or not
2: i know and i kind of liked that <laughs> okay. like like the fact that we're juxtaposing like serious mental illness with you know uh
0: island giveaways sex and
2: exploding <laughs> cop cars yeah, just a
0: touch of near murder <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he, he could have killed everyone all the time
1: <laughs> yeah he was not trying to not kill anybody the
2: throwing sticks of dynamite right in front of these people <laughs> yeah
1: it was pretty ridiculous richard what do you think up or down
0: uh i'm giving it a down although uh it was one of the more enjoyable movies that we've watched this year yeah. um and you know we're out of
2: maybe i'm just desperate is that why I'm giving yeah, it i am think an up? So.
0: it is in my bottom half of my list so um but just barely
1: all right Letterbox. jess what are you thinking
2: um, so I, yeah, I guess it's, it's not pretty high, even though it was a, a, a thumbs up for me. Um, so I have it below Eyewitness, but above Fort Apache the Bronx. It puts it in a, in 12th place.
1: All right. Richard, what are you thinking?
0: Um, I also have it in 12th place, uh, but it is below Cabo Blanco and above My Bloody Valentine. Whoa. What? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> stop i have my change that i have my buddy valentine very low on this list
1: (sighs) okay uh ruckus
0: it's above uh, it's above charlie chan though
1: (laughs) 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 i'm just trying to ruckus is correctly ranked in 16th place (laughs) that's under earthbound but just above pinball summer
2: under earthbound yeah what is that wrong that is wrong
0: it's it not, was it's not wrong it's just, no can, it's
2: wrong like <laughs> i was laughing hysterically it's the ridiculousness of this stuff earthbound was just annoying stupid
1: i'm leaving it where it is whatever that's what i'm doing uh i think that's everything for ruckus if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us we are vintage video pod on twitter facebook instagram and letterboxd or as i've said before you can find each of our full movie rankings for the year we can also be found at vintagevideopodcast.com. We also have a Discord now. You can find a button at the top of our .com and join the 24-7 movie chat and share your thoughts on episodes past, present, and future. Also search for Vintage Video Podcast on YouTube and subscribe to our new channel there. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you'll join us next time when we'll be discussing Scared to Death, which IMDb describes like so. An ex-cop now working as a hack novelist is called out of retirement to help investigate a string of deaths that appear to be the work of a serial killer but are soon revealed to be the work of Singenor, the synthesized genetic organism
2: Spoiler alert We leave
1: you now with a trailer for Scared to Death
2: If you think you're frightened by the unknown wait until
0: you face reality was pulled back so hard that it broke her neck. Oh. People in this town are dying like flies.